exciting news. Yes. It is launch week around these parts. So our Wayman Unlimited onboarding coaching program is now open for enrollment. If you are a digital creator who's looking to add more predictability, more profit, and more peace into your business, our Wayman Unlimited program is here to help you. Through our monthly onboarding coaching sessions, we'll remove the overwhelm of growing your business and give you specific marketing tactics to focus on each month so you can grow, but at a sustainable pace. Because we're all steady, about... Steady. Slow growth around here. We take a slow and steady approach to running a calm business so you can reach your business goals without sacrificing your well-being. By the way, also included in Wayman Unlimited is a lifetime account to our core software, Tea Tree, which is the most customizable and brandable course platform on the market. You also get access to a member favorite group accountability system we call Wayme of Stones. That's Please right. don't sue us, Game of Thrones. <laughs> where we blend fun and action taking together in our weekly Wayme Slack community through doing some accountability and sharing our goals, getting our tasks done every single week. That's right. If you are interested in joining Wayman Unlimited, head to wanderingaimfully.com slash join to learn more and get all the details. And just as a reminder, the doors will be open until March 26th. Kind of an interesting thing to think about here, Caroline, if that is your real name. When did the is time? that your real name? That is my real name. When 10 weeks we've been doing this show. When do the times get certain? Certain, long time. Ten weeks. This is our tenth week recording this. You've so said that three times. I know, I, but I did know. you did you think about that? Like did you, two months, basically, we've been in this. It feels way longer. More than that. It's got to be longer than that. I mean, it was like it was like three weeks before we started the show. I think that that this all went down. Yeah, and then we were like, oh, yeah. we were just surviving those three weeks, and then we were like, oh, we could do something about it, and then. But it's been a long time. Here we are. If you don't know who we are, by the way, I'm Jason Zook. And I'm Caroline Zook. We run two businesses, Wandering Aimfully, which is an unboring coaching program, and Tea Tree, which is an online course platform. And Guys, it only took us 10 weeks to nail that part. I mean, I've been nailing it every week. No, I've watched you. it before, and it's not nailing do it. We talk about, do we talk about this right away, or do we let them <laughs> simmer? In case you guys are like, oh, wow, you had a personal tattoo artist come to your home during quarantine. Right, 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 right. No, we ordered temporary tattoos. We got bored. We got bored. We got straight up bored. Hashtag quarantine life. Uh, I got Tell a sleeve coming from Etsy. I know. A Tell everybody, sleeve. Not though, a slip-on. Like, a, it's a temporary sleeve. But. Tell everybody what type of really meaningful tattoos you have. Well, for the longest time, I wanted whatever this is. <laughs> and then I'm really <laughs> obsessed with cheese. So okay, I do cheese. find it very... Um, the feather's lasting a long time, though. Okay, I know, but the mac and cheese is the one that is really lasting the best. Well, that's just the cheese. And the I think that, that is a testament to the power to of the macaroni power of cheese. cheese. Just the power of cheese. I've the hummingbird a, is the favorite I've over here. I've a hummingbird, and I like it for Could real. do it. Also, this is like, we've been saying thug life right here. I love a, a good collarbone tattoo. Yeah, that know? one's going. And, oh, hello. This hello. one's a bird. Also, uh, I showered, and a lot of mine are coming off. You showered. Not much change. I was, yeah. <laughs> What'd you do? A lot of thinking in the shower. <laughs> a lot of spritzing, hair washing. Just some spritzing. Some, some light spritzing. Yeah. You just kept your body out of it. <laughs> you shower. All right. Let's get into it. So if you have not watched the past couple episodes or listened to the past couple episodes, because we post this on YouTube, if you're listening, and if you're listening, or if you're not listening, if you're watching, then we also post Whoa. it on the podcast. It's fine. We are currently in a launch. Launch, which is our final launch of our unboring coaching program for 2020. And yes, that means we are doing this uh, way early before the end of the year because you may be thinking like, whoa, guys, there's a lot of time left, but it's a six-month coaching program. So we couldn't do a launch later in the year. 
How's the launch been going? Good. We've been talking about it for a while. Uh, we did a bunch of lead up episodes. We talked about what we were doing, how we we're managing everything. Last week was when it kicked off. So there was kind of like the, hey, we kicked off and it was fun. Uh, this week, it's kind of like, we're into it. By the time this comes up, we'll only have a couple days left. Yeah, couple thoughts. I do feel really good. It is always a good feeling when you put hard work into something and you are getting results back. So, so you're speaking specifically to sales. Yes, yeah. so when you are getting sales in and you go, oh wow, like all this hard work that we did and our messaging seems to be on point and resonating with people, like that's always a good feeling. That is not always the case. Like we've certainly had launches where it was quieter and we're like, okay, we back to the drawing board. Like huh. gotta figure out like, huh. huh. But thankfully this time around, it does seem to be resonating. Our expectations were low because of the times that we're in right now, but we've both kind of commented on this on past episodes. Like I do just feel like we've hit our stride in terms of yeah. messaging, what we offer, you know, real processes that people get, um, customer success, like all those different things. So that feels good. Yeah. I will say, um, even despite my best efforts to stay incredibly balanced, to kind of space out our work, to do our whole Asana thing. Like, I just think I've been pouring a lot of myself into the launch. And so I'm reaching that point during the launch where I'm like, I just need some rest time yeah. and I'm not being afforded the rest Let's time. talk about a couple things that have gone on that uh, most people do not know because we haven't talked about them. Uh, we, we live in a duplex essentially and the neighboring uh, unit unit uh, is an Airbnb unit. It is not a long-term rental, which we're a long-term rental obviously because we stay here, that's where we live. You've seen our videos and things. You get a lot of people coming through and you get some partiers. And unfortunately in the past, as of recording this, like four days, two of those nights have been late night partiers. And it's been a real bummer because we've gotten almost no sleep for two nights. So I think that's a big reason why, it because is. we were really prepared for this launch. We've gotten a lot of stuff done ahead of time, but that when you don't get a good night of sleep, it affects the whole day. Then you're not productive trying to get things done you wanted to get done. Yeah, so Monday, it's been a big Yesterday, big thing we're recording this on a Tuesday. Yesterday, Monday was really rough for me because Jason doesn't sleep well regardless. And we all know he's a robot, hashtag Jason's robot. And so he can like push through things. I, on the other hand, am a delicate little flower <laughs> and I do require eight hours of sleep. I have no qualms about saying that. It's not like, oh, like what a princess. It's like, no, 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 my body cannot operate with less than hours. I mean, it can, but it's just like, that's my optimal amount of time. Getting four hours of sleep for a person who requires eight hours of sleep is rough. Yeah. By the way, and are you guys delicate flower sleepers or, or are, are you, you robot, robot sleepers? sleepers? What are you? Where it like doesn't matter. Like you can still, you know, pull it together. Or are you just like a person who requires more sleep? And the thing is, it would be different if I was not getting enough sleep and then like just kind of, you know, on Monday, like could have taken it slowly, could have whatever. But like we, we definitely had more stuff that needed to get done. And so I was like running on fumes. Yeah. And... I do want to say that thankfully I've done enough like personal growth work where I don't think it derailed me that much. Yeah, you did a great job yesterday. I mean, it was still obviously difficult to like ask you to turn the fan off and you just like walked right by the remote. Oh like, yeah. Just, I was like, hey, <laughs> was can like, you turn hey, the can fan, you off? fan off? And just I, walked right by and it. And like my brain, like, my brain like huh, couldn't compute what okay. to look for. I was like looking for a light switch and he was like, um, All right. it's right there. And then I was, I, I think I snapped back at you and I was just like, I, I can't right now. <laughs> But we've all been there. Yeah. Uh, so the one thing that I want to say about that happening to us during this launch is that we're really grateful that we got so much stuff done ahead of time. 
But it's also led us to, which is what I think I'm gonna title this episode, which is you don't have to do all of the things in a launch. And so for us, this Friday, we had actually planned on doing a one-day promotion um, and then doing a YouTube Live to go along with that. And we're just deciding not to do it. We're and, gonna scrap it. And that's twofold. Number one, I think I would say it's more because of how you feel right now and we just don't need to pile something else on your plate. Mm -hmm. Like the energy that that will take, the effort it will take from you, it is not worth whatever return we would get financially, which is very important to us to not just go after money and push through and do whatever you can. At all costs. At like all you, costs. We're always asking ourselves like, great, like we're not demonizing money, like go yeah. get those sales, like go And this get... is gonna be our last launch of the year, so we kinda need to get as many as we can get. But always- Not, not at the expense. Exactly, always ask yourself, what is the trade-off for going after those extra sales? And for us, the trade-off right now is, listen, we met our goal, our- I had a second part. Don't okay. steal my thunder. Okay. Also, right. why doesn't it steal the lightning? Wouldn't Don't the lightning- steal my lightning. Wouldn't oh, the lightning? Let's change it. Don't steal my lightning. Guys, stop stealing my lightning. Uh, the second part of this is we always have a low goal and a high goal for a launch. Pro tip for you if you're selling anything, and especially during a launch, have a low goal and a high goal. It sets your expectations. You can try and achieve the low goal with everything that you do, and if you hit the high goal, that's wonderful. But you're not aiming for the high goal, you're aiming for the low goal. So we set a low goal many weeks ago when we were on a walk. We hit that low goal, which is awesome. Ping. Uh, we don't really need to make any more sales because we've met our low goal. And so for us, that's also where this idea of enough comes back around and we talk about enough often. And it's that, sure, we would love to have 100 people join our coaching program and that gets us all this money, but it's not important for us to have that happen. We don't need to have that happen. We've made enough money with this launch, so we are good to go. So we don't need to do the extra thing. So I think that's just one really important thing that most people selling things won't tell you is that it's okay to not cram every idea and every opportunity and every money-making thing into a launch. Sometimes you can remove something if you hit your goal and that's great, you can move on. Yeah, so that you can take a step back and actually enjoy what you're doing. Like, I don't wanna end this launch and be like, first of all, go off the grid so we're not even talking to our right. new members. That is right. what I want to avoid. Like we've, are, we've already talked about like loosely, we're gonna take a week off just to like kind of decompress. But during that week, I still wanna be in Slack, talking to our new members, getting them excited. It'll be the week after our May session. So people will be doing the homework and things. Like that is important to me to not go to the edge to such a degree that I then want to throw up my hands and go, I don't wanna work on my business. Yeah. Some might call that burnout. I don't want to get to that point. Um, so especially now there are situations where, listen, maybe a launch isn't going that well and you do got to hustle for those, you know, extra sales. And yeah, you do, do the live and do the extra workshop and like have all those things. I think that's what we thought of going into this launch is we had these different plans throughout the launch framework was, okay, let's do our coaching light. Let's do our, our main session. Let's do this Instagram live. Like we had those in place. And YouTube live. YouTube live. And now, what did I say? Instagram live. Right. And Got so an IG now, live and an Instagram live. They're two different things. And so now as the launch progresses, we have the power as the owners of our business to decide what we want to do and what trade-offs we're willing to um, sacrifice for. Yeah. And I think it's almost like you get like this buffet of options when you do a launch where you go, okay, uh, we have this live thing that we can do and we have this promotion that we can do and we have a downsell offer that we can do at the end of it. And if you don't hit your low goals, maybe you grab all of those things off the buffet and you do them all. But if you do hit your low goals, maybe you go, I don't need another helping of the lo mein noodles. And I don't need more of the donuts. That's not true. You, you always do. need more of the donuts. That was a trick question. You just grab them all and put them on your plate. But I think that's one of the things for us, every time we do a launch, we have these things planned. And then we go, I can do that thing, but I don't have to do that thing. When and it keeps you sane. 
for sure. One extra caveat that you reminded me, because I struggle with this more than you do, where I, first of all, we are very big on if we do- The money. We're very <laughs> big on- the money. We no, gotta like, have all the money. If you make a promise to your audience, like deliver on that promise, but, and so in my mind, I was like, well, we have to follow through on this YouTube live because we've promised it to people. And Jason was like- Who? Who have we promised it to? Where? Who? And I was like, oh, we had just written like the sales email. I think maybe we casually mentioned it maybe once here on the podcast. Maybe. But in my mind, this is another good lesson is like, you know what you know from the inside of your business. Always remember your audience doesn't always know all the things that you, like, this is a great example of when you build a product because yeah. you're always like, oh, I want to do that extra module that I had thought of. It's like, you never told your audience that you were going to deliver on that module. They don't know the product exists yet. So yeah. if you're at a place where you need to scale back, remember your audience doesn't know what it was going to be. So just make it good as it is. So anyway, I always forget that. And so you came into my office and I was like running on four hours of sleep. And I was like, and, and we're, I want to get excited for coaching on Wednesday, but then we got to do this YouTube live. And you were like, no, we don't. We you really like, don't. Who have we promised that to? I'm like, that is a good point. I really don't. So you're you're the really. Good I think I'm gonna write a secret sales email by the way for Friday. I'm not gonna let you read it. It's just gonna be my oh secret God. sales. Oh <laughs> God. Uh, a bunch of you waymers watch this, so you're not gonna even see any of our sales emails. But for those of you who are potentially getting our sales emails right now, like you're just in the thick of all this, and you're like, what are they gonna say with? Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun to see if you like that one. I don't trust you enough. I also have no idea what I'm gonna write. Oh, okay. I'm just like right Great. now, just thinking it'll be fun. All right, uh, let's uh, shift to a different topic. Before I forget, um, we are gonna do some new member shout outs here. I'm gonna grab the laptop and we're gonna do that. I've got two corrections I need to own up to. Mm. But I wanna talk about sales funnels in this little Uncertain Times episode. Great. Because I think it's a really interesting topic and we could probably do a full episode on this. But one of the things that uh, I think is really important about running a business is having some type of marketing that works. And, and the best way to describe that is a sales funnel. We're, we're very resistant to use that. We tend to call them sifters in all of our things because we just don't like the term sales funnel. It gets a really bad rap. But there is something really important about them. We were talking about this on a walk the other day of, it's a necessary thing, especially when you run an online business and one where you want to make passive income, which is never as passive as you ever want it to be. Having a good sales funnel is important. And one of the questions that's come up for a lot of people who've been thinking about joining is, hey, do you guys teach about sales funnels? You know, Do you know about sales funnels? And here's the thing, we've set up lots of sales funnels, but we have never really nailed sales funnels in multiple different ways. And so the point of this and what I wanna bring up is, so many people I think who sell business coaching or any type of thing in the online business world, they will teach you the sales funnel that works for their business, that guess what it sells? sales funnels. It's coaches who sell coaching to coaches. It's that whole world. We don't want to play in that world. So right now, the best sales funnel that we could teach someone is probably one that works for us, but we don't want to teach that. We want to teach ones that work for Better Branding Course has a sales funnel that has worked. It makes money. It makes hundreds of dollars a month, but it's not super efficient. Uh, we've got a really small one for the Get Sponsorships course that still exists, and there's just a couple of these. The Hand Lettering course has a little sales funnel, but I don't think like we've nailed it. Yeah. And I don't actually know what defining nailing it means. I think that's the other thing that we really want to get some clarity on because I think that definition changes for each project because of how much time we can put into it because again, not totally passive, passive income. Yeah, I mean, I would just, on top of that though, I give us a little bit more credit in that First of all, I did realize that- Oh, I didn't want that to come off that we don't know what we're doing. No. I just meant more of, no, I think we're not honest. ready to teach that to people exactly. yet because we don't feel like we got this. Like we do with building email lists, doing marketing, setting up marketing bridges, writing copy on your website, getting your product in line, delivering good customer service, like all those things, we've nailed this in content creation, we got it. 
But sales funnels, I feel like we just, we know enough and it works, but we don't know enough to say, here is our system, use this, it will work for you. It's okay. It didn't come across like you don't know what you're doing. I was- I meant it more for all, like both of us. I know, I'm just saying, I was trying to speak and then you just got like super defensive. Right, but this is my podcast. <laughs> it's called The Wandering Amphily Podcast, brought to you by Jason and sometimes Caroline. <laughs> it's more so the other way around because once I get going, you can't stop This me. is true, this um, is true. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to like sound super defensive. No. I just meant to protect us to say, we do know what we're doing, we just don't necessarily. You're doing it again. I know, I know. What I was going to comment on is the fact that I love that you're honest about this because this has always been our kind of line in the sand is unless we feel confident that the system that we give you is going to work, we're not going to teach it. And so I'm actually really excited because I feel like this is the next untapped potential of our, our goal is always to like, let's say there's a season of whatever we're teaching right now of the thing that we've like really figured out. We're always teaching that, but then working on our own business so that six months from now, when we have figured out the system that works that we can apply to multiple different businesses, we're teaching that. So we're always yeah. constantly like sort of teaching. And then, you know, it's like, it's like an author who's like promoting their last book, but then also writing their next yeah. book. That's always kind of what we're doing. And just to give you an inside look, look at that. And I'm really excited because I've been really energized lately to think about like, all right, it's time to, after we kind of after this launch shift to tea tree, I'm really excited to shift to like better branding course and what can we experiment with there and figure that out so that we can really give people the system. Um, but also it, it was a little bit, the conversation that we had was a little bit of my own mindset shift and having to coach myself a little bit on mindset because I do think that for a long time we were really resistant to this idea of a funnel because we see we associate it with some marketers out there that I, and like, what does that even mean? Like, it doesn't even matter that I judge them or that they're doing things a different way or whatever, but for whatever reason, their tactics come off a little bit pushy, a little bit sleazy, yeah, I mean, a little bit bait and switchy to us. Can we just, let's have some real talk right now between us and you and my desk and our two cans of spin drift and all of us here. We don't love the game of pay $1 to make $2. We absolutely know that that could work, but also we don't love spending a lot of money with Facebook and doing Facebook ads. So we could absolutely have amped up Better Branding Course, Hand Money for Beginners, even Wandering Aimfully stuff through Facebook ads and just pounded it and spent $1 to make $2. But to me, and I think this is for a lot of people, it just doesn't feel like a good business model because at any moment you are so reliant on Facebook that one bad month and now you're spending so much money and you're not making any money, that's very fragile. I want a sales funnel that works, that's consistent, that doesn't require some other behemoth of a company for me to give money to, to make money. Yeah, that's why we've always relied on organic. Like that's just like our thing. We really love figuring out organic for that reason because we just feel like it's a stronger foundation. That doesn't mean you can't run a good business. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean you're a bad business owner. If you're reliant on ads, it just means you're going about it a different strategy that for us is a little bit riskier than what we're willing to tolerate. So that was one interesting aside. I was more just talking about this idea of a funnel that we for some reason have had like a mental block around for so long. But I think what I realized is and why it matters to us to change the language to, we used to call it a sifter. Now I really think that our marketing bridge concept is the idea of a funnel. Yeah. But what I love about it is it's the exact same thing as a funnel. A funnel is, you'll just see the, a diagram usually is from top to bottom and you start out with a large group of people and you're leading them and you're getting a, a smaller group of people. Our framework is very similar. It's just in a different metaphor, which is this bridge that is connecting, you know, strangers in, to your castle, which is your offer. But what I like about it is 
the bridge metaphor better aligns with this idea of a relationship right. and an invitation and a you are acting as the guide and it, to invite people along on the journey to it's your like product. You're holding their hand yes. from the island across the bridge to your castle. I, I picture it as, as opposed to the funnel where you're just like jamming people you, through yes. the funnel and like push the customers out the For bottom. Something about like the vertical part of it is like gravity, like you're like tricking them into like falling yeah. down a hole instead of the bridge, which is like, I picture it as like, you know, the trendy vlogger thing where like Ooh, the girl is like oh, holding her hand we're out. Just, on we're just oh, on a beach. Look at us. They're Ooh, just going oh my like, gosh. Oh, that thing, yeah. that's what a marketing bridge yeah, yeah. is. And so it's, it's a subtle thing, but I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to share with you guys is twofold. Sometimes I do think that we resisted funnels for too long. And I think that, Sometimes we make it harder on ourselves by deciding that, oh, we don't want to like try something out because it's bad or this or that. It's like maybe give yourself permission to ease up on that judgment a little bit and try something out and see how it feels. Like if we had set up our marketing bridge and it didn't feel right or it felt like we were tricking people, then we wouldn't have done it, you know? Yeah. And I do wonder how long we had kind of missed out on a more sustainable business by not going more, allowing ourselves the permission to go harder on marketing bridges. Yeah, but I also think that there's just, there's a time evaluation to all of these things. And if we're really honest about it is, we only have so much time and energy to spend on all these different businesses that we run. And, Absolutely. you know, like Better Branding Course, I've been harping more on handlettering for beginners, to be honest, the two courses that Caroline still has up and running. I've been barking up these trees for years and just saying like, there's so much opportunity here, especially handlettering for beginners. It still gets a couple hundred people visiting the site a day. And there's so much opportunity there to give people resources that they want. But do you know what I'm so proud of? And this has been like- Is it me specifically? You and how cute you are. Oh, it's because of this lion. Your tattoo, yeah, tattooing. Um, the thing that I'm really proud of that I think we have finally learned since starting Wandering Amply together is the discipline of working on one thing at a time until it's really working. Yeah, I mean, this is- my entire discussion when we had walks in Oceanside, we used to live there, which was like that, just a stone's throw away. It's like every day I was just like, we need to consolidate. Yeah. And we, I even had a consolidation before that, which is why I went from all of my disparate things to buy my future. Yeah. And then we dabbled into buy our future. And then Wandering Aimfleet to me was just like, hey, you're over here doing Made Vibrant and you've got all these courses and all these things. I've got Jason Does stuff, got all this stuff. Like, it's just gonna be so much better for our entire household where we split all the money anyway. Yeah. Just like, let's just do it all together and figure out a way that sustainable does together. And I do think that this is the, we talked about this last week, which is it has taken us two years to really find our footing with Wandering Aimfully. And the ironic part is that it's probably going to change later this year into next year if we end up being full-time travelers for a year. We'll see how that goes. Um, but that's okay, we don't mind. And I think that's just the real journey of what online business looks like is you have to be willing to experiment. You have to be willing to tell yourself from a year ago, hey, you hate sales funnels, why don't you try them and see if you can find a way that you like them and maybe just reframing it as, don't even call it a sales funnel anymore, call it a marketing bridge and just go about it that way and just make this business a little bit easier and more efficient for you, especially from a revenue and profit standpoint. Well, yeah, but what I'm really excited about is if Wandering Inflate kind of changes because we are gonna be allowed to travel, there's a big difference between making a pivot because you are changing your lifestyle or you want your business to change and something's working to making a pivot because you feel like nothing's working, which is like we've, we've gone been through, there. Yeah. We've been through both. Um, but I am very excited to make changes from a position of power a little bit of saying, okay, 
we do feel like this is working. Let's take all the best parts of what's working. Let's shift the things that maybe won't work for our lifestyle if we're traveling full time. And let's start a new puzzle and let's figure that out. Um, also, if you remember when we were building Wandering Aimfully in the very beginning, which is now two years ago, what did I say? Do you remember? I said this to you. You the said, other day. I love you. Uh -huh. You're so talented. Right, right. I would never choose another person. So, in not the all world. the obvious things. What's the not, what's the like the business related thing? If it doesn't work out, we can go back. No. I said, I see in like two years, we're probably going to redo Wandering Aimfully right. entirely. And that's from a product standpoint, that's from a website standpoint, that's from a content standpoint. And maybe two years is too soon because we're at two years now and we're not doing we're it now. We're not going to redo everything entirely. But it might be two and a half to three years where it does change. And the core offering is kind of the same thing. It's helping people you know, make their dreams a reality through online business and through the ways that we've done that and learning all of those things. But I do think that this is something that we just are very open to, which is even if you get a thing working as to just being open to, yeah, but there's a better way that we can do this. And it also get us really excited about it, which we talked about new stuff last episode as well. So cool.